I'm Beth Whitworth, race car driving, quilt making, CPA firm owning, wife, mom, and boss. I'm here to help you build a business you love by sharing all of the good, the bad, the ugly, and the excellent sides of working in this industry. It's not always easy, but after many years, I can finally say it's worth it. Let me guide you on your journey to accounting with confidence. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Accounting with Confidence. Today, I am going to be sharing with you my experience that I had at a conference that I went to in late June. The conference is Scaling New Heights, and this conference is a unique accounting conference in that it's one of the biggest in the country and it brings accounting and bookkeeping professionals together, whether they're business owners or they are employees of the business, or it could even be the vendors that work for the software companies that all of the accounting and bookkeeping professionals use. So there's over 1,500 people at the conference. This was their biggest yet. Now, Scaling New Heights is put on by an organization out of Atlanta, Georgia called Woodard. And it was the brainchild of Joe Woodard, who really grew up in the industry. And he's been putting this conference on for about 14 or 15 years. And it ends up being four intense days of training on practice development, on software, personal development. There are so many sessions that can be attended. You can follow one track, you can follow all the tracks, and it's just super unique. It has lots of main stage presenters that are very inspirational. He finds the most unique type of speakers that really can relate whatever they have to talk about back to us and our businesses and how we can apply things on so many levels. It's the only conference I have attended that is specific to accounting. And I have not gone to anything else. I've never been to QB Connect. I've never been to anything that's put on by AICPA. I've never done a big tax conference. So this one I started going to in 2017. And in 2017, if you listen to any of my prior episodes, I mentioned this conference because it came at a time when I was just in a real negative relationship with my firm. And that sounds crazy that you can be in a relationship with your firm, but that's really how I felt, that we just weren't connecting. I was not in a good place. I was very frustrated. So while I was having that experience after coming out of a pretty difficult 2016, I had signed up for this conference and then waited for six months until it actually arrived. We drove down to Orlando and I went to the conference and I was amazed. I will give it credit for really helping me regain my confidence in owning my own practice. And so I like to give it a a good shout out. I'm not an affiliate. I am just a, a big fan. So last year I missed it. I was going through my medical issues with the breast cancer and actually my surgery was scheduled on one of the days of the conference. So I had to cancel and could not go to Orlando for the conference. So this year, I decided, yes, I am going to take that registration and apply it to 2023, which I did. Well, this year it was in 
my hometown. So it was here in St. Louis. St. Louis had been announced as the venue for it for 2020. And this conference is always held in June. And of course, we all know what was going on in 2020 in June. And here in St. Louis, everything was shut down. There were no conferences being held. There was no anything. There was nothing. Everything was canceled. That year, they were able to have the conference, but they ended up not doing it until December and they had to change the location to Orlando. And so I went to it in Orlando in 2020. But what happened is they still had that venue booked in St. Louis and it came back around for this year in 2023. So that puts us at essentially my backyard. And let me tell you, there are some challenges with going to such a large conference with so many days, like I said, it's at least four days, there's some challenges with it being in your hometown. Now, there's some benefits. And the biggest benefit was that I was able to bring a couple of members from my team. And I was very excited to share this with them so they could actually see what it's like to be in an environment with all of your closest peers. (laughs) You know, these are people that have businesses just like you do or work for businesses just like you work for. And so that was very exciting to me. But it did bring, like I said, some challenges. You know, one was we weren't staying down in the event venue. We weren't down at the hotels that connect to the convention center. One of my team came in from out of town and I had her stay closer to my home. That way we could carpool easier. She didn't have to drive separately downtown. We could have dinner together after the conference, any of those things. And so we stayed out in the county instead of downtown. So that meant we needed to spend some time coordinating. What time are we meeting? What time do we need to get down there? Once we're down there, where are we going to park? And it it is typical downtown setting if you've never been to St. Louis. But it did give me an opportunity to embarrass myself wholeheartedly in front of the women on my team. So... Sunday morning, we meet on time. There's not very much traffic, which was great, you know, because it's seven o'clock on Sunday morning. There's really nothing going on downtown. I had made sure that I had researched where to park, found the address, did all the things so that I plugged it into my GPS. I was all ready to go and follow it to the letter, get down there. The building that the parking garage is in is boarded up. It's closed down. It's under construction. There is absolutely no parking there, not in that particular building and not at that address. And so as I am trying to regroup and figure out, okay, where should I park? I didn't want us to get too far from the convention center because if you've been to St. Louis in the summer, you know it can get very hot and muggy and we didn't really want to spend a lot of time walking outside if we could avoid it. And as we're going through the downtown, there was not once, but twice, I managed to actually make a turn onto a one-way street going the wrong way. So super embarrassed. Like I said, there was no traffic, so there was no issue with me causing an accident. But that was so embarrassing. One, my hometown. Two, members of my team are in my car. They also don't know where we're going to park. But I was so embarrassed. But I recovered from it. We found, ended up finding a spectacular location to park. The car was there every day when we came back. It was not cheap, but it was worth it. It was close to the convention center. 
We parked in the same place, just about the same spot, (laughs) all four days and managed to turn that embarrassing situation into the rest of the week. I nailed it every time we drove downtown because I was not going to have a repeat of that incident of turning the wrong way on streets. Back to the challenges of it being in your hometown is that, you know, it is super, super long days. So like I said, on on Sunday morning, we were meeting at about 7 or 7.30 in the morning. And each of the following three days, we also were meeting at 7 a.m. We had sessions that would be starting at 8. They had on-site breakfast up until the start of that first session. And then the sessions would go till 5 or 6 at night. And then on Sunday night, there was an event over at the brewery that we got to attend. And then on Monday night, there was an extra event that I needed to be at. So there was just very, very long days. The good parts, yes, you get to, in my case, I got to sleep in my own bed. So that was, that was great. But I also got home and, you know, had to make sure that I walk the dog and all those things. And, but it was still very nice to have my team with me. And because they were with me, I think it really made me be on my best behavior and not be skipping sessions. So when I've gone to the conference in the past, when it's been in other cities and I've just stayed in a hotel close to the convention center, it was super convenient to take a break and go back to your hotel room and, you know, cool off or relax or change your shoes or take a nap. And I probably didn't go to as many sessions when I was by myself than I was when I was with my team. So they really held me a little bit accountable. We did not attend the same session. So that was great. There was only one that all three of us attended other than the main stage stuff that we had all decided to go to. And it was really interesting relating to the criminal investigations division of the IRS. It was just something that doesn't really apply to us, but it was something that was very interesting to us. And so that was the only session out of all four days that we actually all attended together. The rest of it was in different things that we were going to. And there were so many sessions. I don't know if there were hundreds, but there were a lot of sessions to choose from. Like I mentioned, there's everything from personal development to tax planning, to QuickBooks training, to information on how to improve your personal speaking or or anything. There was so many tracks that it was very hard to choose sometimes what to attend. But this was my sixth conference in seven years. So I knew going into this conference that I needed to set some goals for what I wanted to get out of it. Because first year that I went back in 2017, I had no idea what to expect. I stayed in the convention center and my husband and my daughter came with me. And I just remember being overwhelmed with so much information, but so, so excited. But I didn't have a plan when I went to that first conference. I just went. I didn't know what to expect. But now that I've got some experience behind me, I was able to really kind of set some goals. And that helped me decide what sessions to attend. So my goals I picked this year were there were three. And they were first to increase my brand awareness. Now, what that meant to me was figuring out ways to increase my speaking opportunities, to find some sessions on using video in your practice or, you know, doing some sort of more engaging ways to 
get to your customers or teach your clients or any any of those things. And I was thinking that that was definitely something that would be interesting now that I have started a podcast to be able to take what some people are doing in relation to video and apply that in the industry to having a podcast. So uh, that was my first one to increase brand awareness. The second one that I wanted to focus on was some tactics for increasing revenue, whether that was passive revenue or whether that was strategies for pricing, you know, whether it's fixed pricing or value pricing or even additional services that the firm could start handling and packaging and those types of things. And they had some authors there that you've probably heard of. Mike Michalowicz was a main stage speaker. He wrote one of the books was Profit First, and but he has a whole library of books, including Clockwork, which is one of my favorite that it's kind of kind of about essentially getting time back in and delegating and those types of things, which I'm always very passionate about. And Ron Baker was there. And Ron Baker is one of the, I would say, the kings of value pricing. And even in this year, he was talking very much about subscription pricing and how that works. And just listening to some of those talks is something that kind of spurs some ideas and is nice to be able to hear from people that are considered experts in the industry and you're not paying big bucks to go see them speak somewhere. You, This was part of a very reasonably priced conference and we had some pretty big names that we got to listen to. My third goal was to find some ways to increase capacity within the firm. Primarily, we were relating that to finding some software applications that might help with workflows and managing production. And man, this has the biggest vendor floor that has hundreds of vendors, mostly software vendors. So everything from, you know, your ways to accept credit cards, your so your merchant services. There were vendors for benefit plans. There were vendors for practice management. There were vendors for manufacturing add-ons, for inventory management. There was so much. There was so much. It was overwhelming, but I will say it was excellent. And because Scaling New Heights is the only conference that I've ever attended, I have heard repeatedly that they have the biggest vendor floor, but I have nothing to compare it to. So I don't really have, you know, anything else to relate it to. But for me, it is extremely well done and very busy. And for the past couple of years, Intuit has no longer been there. So QuickBooks has not been a big part of their vendor floor for the last couple of years. And they were impacted by not being able to attend during COVID because they had travel restrictions. And then things changed and they just have not come back to this conference. And let me tell you, it did not look like that was an issue. I don't think there was a space to be had to have any more vendors. So it was an amazing vendor floor. So my goal was to be able to find some solutions to help us increase capacity, whether that's saving, saving time, streamlining, doing some things that would just make our workflows go a little bit better. Those are my goals. Increase my brand awareness, learn some revenue generating tactics and increase capacity. So how did what I learned match up to my goals? I would say 
If I was giving it a letter grade, it was probably a, a B, maybe a B plus. I had some great experiences and I had some great sessions that I went to, but I don't know that I knocked every single one of these out of the park. And I'll I'll just kind of go through what things, the primary things that I learned and how I'm going to take that back and really utilize that in our practice this year. So first, I think one of the things that is relevant to this conference is that I'm an introvert. There's 14, 1500 people at this conference. I struggle with getting to know people. I struggle with introducing myself to strangers. I have a handful of people that over these last few years that I've gone to this conference that I actually know that we we connect and we say hi to each other or we've connected and stayed in touch over the course of the year and not just at the conference. But really having my team with me was a little bit of a crutch for me this year because in between all the sessions, I had them to lean on. I had them to sit with at the main stage. But really, as an introvert, this is a tough, tough venue. It's a tough experience and it makes for a very long week. So I would think that the majority of the accountants and bookkeepers that attend this conference probably are introverts. I think you find more introverts inside of our industry than you might in some of the other industries, but it definitely was something that was that pushed my boundaries. And unfortunately, on the very first day, the very first day, the very first session, after the, the session was over, someone during the session had said something that made me think, oh, I should go introduce myself to them. And so I did. And sure enough, I kind of tap them on the shoulder, say, hey, I heard you say this, whatever. And and it ends up that it was someone who happened to be, I guess you would say a competitor who I had recently had some clients defected from her and they had come to me. And so I don't know if she knew, she kind of thought my name sounded familiar, but I thought, oh, maybe, maybe she listens to my podcast, but I don't know. But I felt very awkward. And like I said, this was the first day, the first session. And immediately it scared me off of introducing myself to strangers because I didn't tell her that I was the person that ended up with some of her clients because I didn't know if she was happy about that or upset about that. I didn't know because I didn't know her. And so it just made it awkward and it made me just very leery about introducing myself. But I did have the experience in a different session where I actually did introduce myself to someone who I knew from online, from social media. So in the past, I've taken a course where it was teaching me to create digital courses because that is something I'm interested in doing. And this person had gone through same course and I had kind of followed her journey because she was also a CPA. So her name is Jamie Troll. And she lives in Nashville, but apparently had some family here. So she was in town and I had never seen her at this conference before. I'd never met her in person before. But during the pandemic, both of us were doing things like doing Facebook Lives relating to the new pandemic legislation and just helping, you know, anybody out there that needed help on how to navigate through all of the craziness that was going on. And she was just a, a very much an inspiration to me. So she had created a, a Facebook group that grew and grew and grew. It's called Financial Literacy for Women Business Owners. And 
I couldn't believe she was in some of the sessions that I was in. So I actually did some fangirling and and introduced myself and then had another embarrassing moment that she didn't know was that she made sure we took a selfie together. She posted it on her Instagram. And I apparently do not know how to share that type of information on my Instagram. So I had to actually just screenshot it so that I had proof that I actually met her. And I, I told her I was very much just in awe of how quickly she was able to bring some things into being with her digital courses, with her Facebook group, with all of her teachings. And she does a very good job. So I hope she enjoyed the conference. I hope she comes back in the future. I could see her being someone who could definitely teach some sessions there because if she's looking to work with women-owned businesses, there's definitely a lot of women-owned businesses in the accounting and bookkeeping field. And she just has a lot to offer. So shout out to Jamie. I'm an admirer and a follower and glad I did get to meet her. And that actually did pull me out of that kind of shy, introverted situation that I felt like I was in for four days. So I know that, yes, I have a podcast and how can I have a podcast and and talk to an audience and still be an introvert? And it really has to do with where I get my energy, which I get my energy really from being alone or with my close people, my close family. So large groups, sometimes even small groups or too many meetings in a day just drains me, drains me of my my energy. So it's definitely something that I feel like I should work on it and be see if I can establish a way to be at this conference and not feel depleted. But I know that the first thing I take away from this is that, whew, that was exhausting. So that's not necessarily something I learned that went with any of the three goals I was trying to accomplish, except maybe some personal awareness of what I need to be working on. But one thing, major piece, and the second thing that I learned from this conference and, and and a huge takeaway is that there was three of us, there was me and Sarah and Sherry both attended the conference and we divided and conquered on the vendor exhibition floor. And I think definitely saw way, way, way more vendors than when I was would attend solo. And in that process, you know, we would sit, we'd have lunch together, we'd talk about who we had visited, and we were able to narrow down some things that we as a firm needed. And then we also were able to meet with different vendors and be able to either see demonstrations of their product or talk about what our needs are and how they can help us, knowing that we would follow up after the conference once we kind of made some decisions. And we did find a new practice management software. And let me tell you, they had the best booth and we didn't choose them just because they had a design your own Lego office set. So it was like an accountant. They gave you the desk and the computer pieces and you built your own accountant. So you built a Lego person. They had accessories for your desk, like stacks of W-2s or that can of Coke. And so there was just a massive amount of people that would come around their booth because they had Legos. So as much as the conference was full of introverts, it was also apparently full of Lego lovers. But this vendor was Canopy. And so Canopy is a solution that essentially is for practice management that includes a client portal 
client communication, it for us, it's going to eliminate at least five different applications that we use, as well as eliminating a lot of the steps that we are currently having to do to keep track of projects such as we use SharePoint. That's where our documents are stored. Well, inside of Jetpack, we would, instead of keeping documents in there, we are set putting a link to the SharePoint document. Well, that's an extra step that someone is having to actually do on everything. And it may just take a few seconds, but a few seconds times however many, you know, we have 200 individual clients. And if you're having to do that on their assignment, you know, for their 1040, you know, twice every year, I mean, it just starts to add up. And so just some of those basic time savings, but the being able to streamline the client and administrative workflows, the communications with clients, having our internal communications all in one place. So right now, you know, if someone emails a member of my team, unless I'm copied on it, I don't know that this is even going on. Well, guess what? I don't want to be copied on it, but I do want to be able to get to that issue or that conversation in the event that I do need to know what's going on. And instead of someone then having to forward me an entire email stream, I'm able to just go into that client inside of Canopy and see what's been going on and what's been said. And I think it's going to really just streamline so many things. I'm very excited. I'm a little, you know, apprehensive about that whole migration. So we're coming from Jetpack Workflow. And We've been in Jetpack Workflow since 2019, so about four years, and we've put a lot of work into it as far as that's what we use to track all of our deadlines and our engagements and who's doing what. And having a cloud-based application was the primary goal when I went to Jetpack Workflow because at the time, we didn't know it, but we needed to make that happen so that we could have a remote workforce. In before that, we were working with a product. We were using Office Tools Professional that I believe now has a cloud-based solution, but at that point it had not been released or it had been released, but hadn't been out very long, hadn't been vetted well enough for me to say, yeah, this is something I want to do. And we moved that from the server. We went to Jetpack Workflow. So we've done a lot with Jetpack, but we are ready for that next step. And some of the features inside of Canopy are going to be things that I think we're really going to take advantage of. And it's not cheap. None of the products are really that inexpensive. You you really have to pay for it. But I am looking at the end game of having increased capacity by not being spending so much time looking for things and downloading things and moving things and being able to really have some better insight into client communication and for our clients to have a very easy portal for them to use to pay their bill or to upload a document or to download or sign a document. All of those things are going to enhance the client experience, which is a big goal of mine overall for the firm is to make the client experience better. So here we go. We are going to spend the next few months implementing Canopy and we will be using it by the time we start tax season in 2024. So 
Stay tuned. I'm sure I will have more information as we go along, probably sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly of implementing a new practice management software. So just you wait. And I think the last thing that I learned at this conference is that the conference is worth it every year. I know last year I was not able to attend and I still got some things accomplished last year, even with the hardships that I went through with my health and with just, we had some changes with some clients and I was still able to get some things done. But what this conference does, with it being a mid-year conference, it gives like more energy for the rest of the year. Now, for me, my energy doesn't kick in relating to anything I've learned or seen or saw at the conference until after I've recovered from all that peopling I did for those four days. And I think that once I recover from that, the energy and the mindset that the conference brings back to me is something that really carries me for a while. Now, the problem with the conference, like I said, when I went to that first one and I was overwhelmed and I had so many ideas and was so amazed and astounded by all the things that people were doing and teaching and selling relating to accounting, you don't walk away with just one idea. You walk away with tons of ideas and then you have to spend some time putting some things on the parking lot. So some things are just going to have to wait. They are not a current year priority. Maybe they're not even, they're a great idea, but, but not something that you can envision for your practice right now. And it's tough to narrow down that list. But I think if you go into the conference like I did with some, with three goals, then you have an easier time trying to get those implemented and trying to narrow things down. So back to my three goals, we had, you know, the first one was to create brand awareness. Well, when all was said and done, after I attended some sessions on, you know, video and I had public speaking and things, what it really got me motivated to do was to come back to this, to come back when I, to what I'm already started, which is podcasting and know that this is something that I need to get back to and I need to commit to. I don't need to start something new. I'm already there. So it may not have increased my brand awareness in a way that, you know, was super impactful right away, but it did bring me back to, hey, don't be dumb. You're already doing it. Just keep doing it. Get consistent at it. No need to start something new. And then that second goal was to find some revenue streams. Now, I may not have come up with an exact way of doing things. I didn't come up with a something that said, oh, this is what we're going to implement right away. What it did give me is that one, I'm on the right track. I've already started subscription pricing with my clients and it reinvigorated me to when I get a lead to be very proactive with it, to get my proposals out faster. You know, I was able to talk to, I use Ignition and that's who I use for my proposals. And I was able to talk to them on the vendor floor and just see, you know, how they can help me in various ways to make my billing and getting paid even easier. And so it really just kind of made me aware of, okay, this is what I'm doing. Take what you're already doing and make it better, make it stronger. And I think overall, that's, better than, you know, trying to come up with an entire new 
you know, service package or strategy. Really, it is take what you already know again and just build on it. And then our last one talked about increasing capacity. And I just went on and on about Canopy. Again, not an affiliate, probably could become one. I guess I probably should find out how to do that. But it's one of those things where that is a direct, yep, we found this, we need this, we need to do that this year. So that was really my one big thing that is coming from the conference is that we got a new practice management software. It's going to increase our capacity by making things much smoother on the back end of both client communication and task management. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. And for really this conference this year was, it gave me the, the feeling that I am so, so grateful for the firm that I have built. I realize that we have room to improve. We see what other people are doing and think, yeah, we, we could do better. We could do what they're doing. We see other people and we say, hey, we've already been through that. We've already mastered that and we are ahead of the game there. But what we are building is something that I am proud of and I think my team is proud of. We sat at various tables throughout the week and heard people talk about the number of hours they are working, like it was a badge of honor that they were emailing somebody at 3 a.m., that they were texting somebody at you know, six o'clock in the morning because they had been there all night and they really acted like this was something that everybody should be doing or aspiring to. And really, for me, that solidified that I'm on the right track. I have built a firm that I am not spending, you know, 60, 80 hours a week at, even during busy time. I work the same amount of hours during busy time as I do any other time. Maybe I... I might do a little bit more, but I don't, I never want to be in a position where I am sacrificing time with my family, with my hobbies, with my friends, with myself in order to build a practice that I can hold up to someone else and say, look what I've been doing. I've been working so hard. I want to work hard and smart, which means we're not working overtime. We're not. And so I think It was probably very interesting for my team to be able to hear other people talk about that and them hopefully thinking, wow, I'm so glad I don't work for them. So anyway, one of the big things that happens at the end of every conference is Joe Woodard announces where it is next year. It's a big deal. It's always the last main stage session on the last day. Well, this year, the announcement was that the location of Scaling New Heights is now going to be in the same place for the foreseeable future. It will be in Orlando, which is really an excellent venue. We've been to the venue before, and I think it's something that just works very well. I am excited because now we know where it's going to be every year. You don't have to worry about you know travel costs. It's pretty inexpensive to get to Orlando. If you are interested in attending, the conference is always held in June. I don't know if that's going to stay, but it It's been pretty consistent for the last 14 years. So except for that pandemic year and then the year following the pandemic year, it's now back to June. If you're interested in attending, again, I am not an affiliate, but you can go to woodard.com and know that, you know, I'm just a fan. I'm a big fan. If you've never attended an accounting conference or you've attended any accounting conference that you were bored silly, 
then you are going to the wrong accounting conference. You should go to Scaling New Heights 2024. It will be in Orlando. It is worth whatever they are charging for it. And it is especially worth it if you have some goals for your firm, big or small, you will be able to find solutions there and you will be able to find people there that are your people. So it's very exciting to me to have found this conference when I needed it. Like I said, I give them a lot of credit for me being where I am today. And I think that even if you're an introvert, come join the rest of us. We are there and just go with an open mind, go with some goals and know that the first year you're there, you're going to be overwhelmed, but you'll get used to it. Okay. So that's all I have on what I learned at Scaling New Heights 2023. Be sure to subscribe or follow me on whatever your favorite podcast platform is so you can stay up to date with any of my latest episodes. And if you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying listening to me ramble on about some of these ideas I have, then please do me a favor and leave me a review. I would appreciate it so, so much. That's all for now. If you need me, you know where to find me. Thanks for listening. I always end my weekly team meetings with have a great week. If you need me, you know where to find me. And I realized I said that. And with this whole podcasting thing, it's new and you may not know where to find me. Go to accountingwithconfidence.com. And while you're there, sign up for six easy ways to reclaim time in your accounting firm. And that will keep us connected. Have a great week.